Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. I hope you're all are doing well. Yes, we are still under quarantine as of March. February. As of March, but Basically, we are now in November. Yeah, yeah, November <laughs> now. So, um, yeah, this is our our new normal. And um, how are you feeling? Um. I have my ups and I have my downs, um, mm-hmm. more ups than downs. Some days I just want to go out and, and work rather than being stuck in the house, but yeah, it is what it is. It How is about what yourself? It is. Um, same. I'm okay. Blessed. Mm. Feeling, you know, mixed feelings as well. Just some days are great. Some days it's like, ah, you yeah. know, yes. it's like, Okay. Some days I just want to go to the bar and, and get a drink and a nice burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But, but um, yeah, let's talk about today's topic. Today's mm-hmm. topic is why is growing <clears throat> up without a father so common in our race or the black community? Is it common? That's what the media betrays, but I don't think it's that common. It could be, I think, nowadays, perhaps 50-50. I do feel a presence of like, you know, black fathers stepping up and mm. staying in the homes, you know, but uh, we, there that is part of the conversation, right? Like yeah. there are some of us that have experiences where the father is not in the household. Yeah. I, I, and I don't think it's just only the black community. I think it's in a lot of different communities as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I think millions of, of children don't grow up with both parent, parents mm-hmm. in the household, mm-hmm. but on the topic of black people, <laughs> you know, mm. which is the question that you ask, I'm, I wonder, like, why? Why is it common? And where did that history stem from? Or is it relative to just categorizing it as one particular reason or one source of that pattern? Mm. But it's, it's a question I think it stems from a lot of different things. Um, I don't want to keep going talking about slavery, but back in the days, the fathers would often be separated from the families. So <clears throat> in order to conquer a people, you have to take away the fathers, the the the, the people who can fight, provide, the people who can... Um, you know, basically take up the mantle and, and, and protect the family household. And during slavery, that was very prevalent. A lot of fathers were taken. A lot of families were separated. You know, you have a father, a family in Virginia, and they're being sold to, you have one person being sold to uh, somewhere in Louisiana, then you have another 
the the mother being sold to North Carolina, and then you have another one going down to like Kentucky or something like that. Like it separates the the family, but um, speed it up to to today, um, you have mass incarceration, you have um the drug epidemic, you you have um deadbeats, <laughs> you have um the I forget what it's called when social services when a father can't be in the household if whenever you're looking for help from the government if it's just the mother she cannot have a man in that house um in order to like get help from the government mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about yes and all your points are valid but my question is knowing that and a lot of us know the source of how that evolved or a lot of us have ideas, but knowing the information that we have on that subject, Mm. why then is it still an issue or why then do you have instances where that family dynamic does not have a male role model in the household? Mm. You know, like I feel like you're aware of that situation and many other men are aware of it or come from households where they didn't have a father themselves. And it's like a hit or a miss. They'll either continue the pattern that was taught to them or they choose to do something differently. And a lot of it is uh, accountability too, though. Mm. You know, when I was a teen, a preteen, my peers often told me to like, you know, bag every woman that you can, you know, and and have sex, 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 sex. Like, sex was a big thing. And um, when kids or adults that are not ready to start a family, like, do those things, of course kids, like, come in the equation when you have sex. You know, it's it's, it's a natural part of the the human process. But a lot of people don't want to take accountability for that. It's very interesting what you said because you said my boys, right? Mm. You know, was emphasizing how you should function, as you know, a as a man. Yeah. And and that's interesting because there is a conversation surrounding community. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, I feel like as African people, there was like your tribe and a group of men consisting of elders, consisting of, you know, mm-hmm. boys your age that all kind of convene and have these conversations like a right you know a rite of passage or a process where you have that camaraderie but it's like almost like you were saying the treat the streets became your father like Mm -hmm. you know there was that influence of not having a direct approach in like what to do from that male figure and I think that that maybe was what your mom had to do both of, but mm. a, a woman can't really fulfill fully a man's role. You know mm. what I mean? And I kind of feel like that is not uncommon for our community as black people, where oftentimes that di- like there's no mother and father in the household, you know, mm. like there's no unified entity to decide how a child is raised or to decide like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do or this is what you're supposed to do. And I think that the reason why it continues to happen is that we don't look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. What is our role as people and what is our role for our family to be able to fulfill 
consistency or a pattern that looks the way that it should be. You know, like mm. I, I, I hope I'm making sense, but what I'm trying to get at is there are reasons why we are who we are. And if <clears throat> there is a lack of something, it's hard to get to where you need to move forward into being the person that you are. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. I, I find that, like, I had, I ended up having, you know, two fathers, one that was not present for the majority of my life and one that was. And seeing those two dynamics, it, it, it was difficult. You know, it was difficult for me to feel a sense of self, to feel like proper guidance, you know, from yeah. not having that biological being in my life, you know, mm. like I, it's, it's difficult, but I'll let you speak. <laughs> I mean, I can relate. Um, for me, myself personally, it was hard for me as a man to cope with my emotions and how I should react to certain things mm. as an individual. Um, <clears throat> You and I know that my mother, I, I get a lot of my, 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 my idealisms and how I react to certain things from my mother, you know what I mean? Because, like, she was an example of that, you know. She raised you. She raised That's, me, yeah. and she, she she's a great person, but she would often react more emotionally than like logically or anything like that and um <clears throat> it was kind of tough for me because I had to learn to, for myself to like everything doesn't deserve a response or everything doesn't deserve aggression you know and I didn't realize that until I got until I got older as a a, a man an, an individual and I feel that if I had that father role there, not saying all men don't react emotionally, all men react logically, but for me being a father, I think I would rather like process certain situations before I just react, you know? Instead of just screaming at the top of my lungs and not really knowing what I'm screaming about or whatever, I should reserve my e emotions and put them where they will make the situation better. You know, and um, I think a lot of, well, a lot of my peers that I've grew up with had dealt with similar situations where they react more emotionally and not logically, especially in the inner city. And um, sometimes reacting, well, most of the time, reacting from your emotions is, is a selfish act. You know, mm -hmm. you're just thinking about you and how you feel and... Mm -hmm. And not the situation as a whole. 
and how your partner feels or how your peers feel or whoever is in your <clears throat> vicinity. You, you're not really thinking about that. And let's say a, a young man, black boy, finds out that his girlfriend is pregnant and he doesn't know how to react to that. Mm-hmm. He has either two choices, to be to be there, stay there, be and pull his weight and be a father and do, do what he have to do or I think it's kind of like fight or flight. Yeah. Okay, knowing that example, did you feel at that moment when I told you like, what were you the most afraid of? That you didn't have an example mm-hmm. to, like, move by? Like, how were you feeling? The way I was feeling is I don't know anything about being a father. Um, mentally, financially, I wasn't in a place where I th- think I would be able to provide for the both of you. Um, and... Like you said, basically not having a role model or a, a, a template to go by mm. is basically figuring that figuring it out myself, you know, starting from scratch. And I think a lot of in the early 90s, there was a big problem with fathers not being in the household. Would it be the 80s, too, I think? 80s, 90s, 90s. late 70s, all the way to the 90s. But Mm -hmm. new fathers of our generations are millennials, um, those who didn't have role models or fathers or whatever, what have you. We all have to start from scratch, you know, to break that generational curse. Mm. And I'm just talking from like a... African-American perspective. I'm no, not, I hear you. Yeah. I, I'm not even knocking anything you're saying because as you share that, there's a big question mark for me because even how you explained the feeling that you had of fear and not being able to financially mm. sustain your family, there is a lot of pressure put on you. But it's like I was feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's almost as if we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. your mom's story mm-hmm. for her she didn't have a choice you know what I mean like mm-hmm. this is what it is I'm gonna have to have this baby and I'm gonna figure it out mm-hmm. you know for for women I feel like there's no you don't have an option to just leave even mm-hmm. though we want to it's like society will look at us crazy like we it's not even in our nature as women I mean some some to, do some do but yeah. the majority of us don't Mm-hmm. Like, we feel the exact same thing, but it's like, we got it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fuck it. We got it. This is the situation we're in. I mean, we got the, it. the only so, difference is that if you have parents, like, my, my whole point is, I'm not a woman, but if I was, I would always have my mother. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, just from, like, the point that you were speaking on. So I would n- at least have some type of idea of what being a a mother or a woman would be. Now, me not having that father in the household, I don't have that rubric or that idea. And I hear what you're saying, but why was it your mom? Why did it have to be your mother's responsibility to take care of you? Like, why didn't your father or my biological father have that sense of urgency to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but at least I could do it with her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, at least we could figure this out together. 
that's what I feel like I've been holding onto with anger mm. from my father is like, why did you leave? Mm. Even if she wanted you to leave, why didn't you just be like, all right, I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to do that. Like, just ignore the person and make it work. Because at the end of the day, your mom had no choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise, like, where would you be? Adopted? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no matter what, I feel like men have the option to leave. We we allow and give men the option to just leave and, and just go. That's interesting. When it gets too difficult, you guys can leave, but the women has to always stay and figure it out themselves. But I like that doesn't make sense to me logically. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's what I was pointing out as like I understand that what you were saying, but it 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 my mind just like goes to questions as in how did it end up being that the man can always escape? when it becomes too too much pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's what I feel like. That's why I feel like it's so common with your question. It's almost as if we don't hold our men accountable. Mm. When they feel like it's too much, when they feel like they can't do it, when they feel like there's too much pressure on them and they want to leave, they can go. You know what I mean? And nine times out of ten, if you decide to come back, Women allow it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like there's no accountability for your responsibility. I can see what you're saying, but I just can't put that to every individual situation. I mean, it's probably a large amount of that, but people are, are human and and flawed to mm-hmm. an extent. And sometimes it just doesn't work out what if the father wants to be there what if the mother and the father has a a strained relationship what if he wants to spend time and see his kids and she won't allow that you You can't go to court i mean you can go to court (laughs) but we were just watching like videos online of of just like pure foolery of certain people certain women being spiteful towards the father the uh, a father was taking his kids back to the mother and and got his kids a haircut. But and then she, but why and she, does that give you the permission to leave? You know what I mean? Like, but he he did he understand. he didn't leave. Like he he had his no, and I get he had his I kids absolutely. But understand I'm just what trying to saying. I'm just saying that certain every situation is different. Yes, I know? agree with you, and, I, and I'm not knocking any man, and I'm not screaming at anyone in particular but this is something that i feel like is the reason for these patterns is the lack of accountability and the lack of like pressure of feeling like you have a responsibility that that someone can just leave you know and some people haven't have never had any responsibilities in Mm -hmm. their life you know Uh some people are used to being whatever they're used to being you know what I mean me personally all I'm saying is that yes I was afraid yes I was nervous but I'm here yes I don't know what the hell that I'm doing and you're here and I'm learning exactly every day exactly but that can be a big factor what you just stated mass incarceration could be a big factor right uh the drug epidemic like you know what I mean? Um, 
no jobs in the inner city, so people resort to selling drugs or robbing or this, that, and the third. People people are going to do whatever to survive. I understand. I over, actually, I overstand what you're saying. And I think that had I not had a child, my view and outlook would be different mm. because I I think that it's still a selfish thought, even though it's survival mode, mm-hmm. to consider yourself when you have another being that you have to take care of. Yeah. I I I don't like I don't it does, still doesn't make sense to me why there's no man in the household. And I think it's what you said. It stems from you know the theory of it beginning in in slavery times mm-hmm. in in a colonial world, mm-hmm. you know. I think that it was deliberately done to separate us as family, but why does it like and it's it become be, yes. it's become normalized. It shouldn't be normalized. Yeah. That's it's what I feel like. Normalized so in a sense. It, it's no, I mean, it's normal. It's normal for a mother to give birth to a child and take mm-hmm. care of that child, and nobody blinks an eye, and nobody is worried about how she's feeling. And you know, it is what it is. Some men are dangerous. You know, some mm-hmm. people are toxic. Relationships don't work, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean you have to abandon that particular person that you brought into this life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I just think it's it's weird like I think it's re- super weird I think it's irresponsible I think it's a lack of accountability there are situations where I do feel it's not always the man's fault mm-hmm. I get that women can have challenges with that particular person it doesn't work out you have grudges, you know, you, you know, there's, there's two sides to a story. Maybe that wasn't, you know, your person, you guys ended up having a kid and it's, you know, I think a lot of it is, 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 is in some instances is a self-conscious act too, especially when you don't have a father. Self-conscious? As a, yeah. As, as a man, like. I guess he's like, well, shit, my father wasn't here, so why so should I, I be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it's like one of those situations. I get on, that. It's like a hole that that was dug and it's never been filled. You know what I mean? That's like, scary. Knowing that you have somebody that you birthed and you don't even know what they're doing. And, you don't even know what they like. And it's probably generations. Of it like that you know what I mean just like stemming way back and I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying it's justifiable Mm -hmm. but it could be a source of the problem which is why I was like us millennials or a lot of us who want to break the cycle are doing it today you know Um, a lot of my peers now or the guys that I grew up with mm-hmm. have children and they're there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's also something that needs to be said about being there but not being present. That too. Because there's that too. That too. You, I know, I've known kids at a young age who had both parents there and they didn't really, they weren't present at all. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And it's just interesting. The American dynamic of parenthood here varies a lot. And I'm not sure if it's because of we no longer have that traditional way of thinking in the household or maybe we're maneuvering in a way that's not traditional because millennials we have a different identity and idealisms from what is traditional in our household um we don't, we're not our, our grandparents or our great-grandparents. You know, a lot of us don't go to church every Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And um, a lot of men aren't working 16, 17 hours a day just coming home and go right back to another job. Yeah. I mean, what what needs to be said about us as people, and you told me this before, we're very tribalistic. Mm-hmm. We're tribal beings. We need routine. We need structure. If that was stripped away from us from the time that we came on this, you know, on this this land, mm-hmm. what what pattern are we following? Yeah, there was no like rubric or anything, no pattern that we follow. And it's like know. just like you said. It, the father's out working 16 hours a day, he's not being present. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was like a couple generations back. That's like when my grandfather was young into his generation. So it's definitely generational. It's just, it just has a, a different mask on. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. You know, he could be in the house. He can be there. He could be married with his wife and have kids, but he's not really there. Mm. You know, he's taking shit from his boss or his coworker, and he's working all these hours. And by the time he's old, he's broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. And then something. that leads to maybe the 80s, the 90s, where the dynamic is different and not justifying this, but the man is doing what he wants to do instead of taking accountability for his actions. And that's another question that I have growing up as, like, growing into being an adult, right? And it's like, okay... I've gotten to a point where I've done everything that I, I know that I was said that I needed to be to do mm-hmm. in order to be an adult. Like how my parents have guided me, guided me and raised me into this thing. You go to school, get good grades, go to college, get good grades, graduate from college, you know, maybe get a master's, get that master's. Mm-hmm. When I finished doing everything that was said that I needed to get done in order to be successful, it's like, okay, what's next? You know, like. I started to question, like, what is my purpose and how do I want to navigate this life? And how, when I get to the point of raising children, do I want to raise my children? Like, it's almost as if nowadays there's no room really to think about 
raising a family or building a family because we live in a world where you can be and do anything. Like there's not really a structure as to like what is expected of you, you know? So as I think of that, it's like how as human beings are we living and breathing and functioning? Are we functioning just to live and just play these roles? Or is there a mission, you know, of, or like a family mission or like something that's guiding us to our goal? We talk so much between us about gaining and having generational wealth. Mm-hmm. We haven't even had the conversation as to how we're going to start and move forward in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, what as a family are we accepting? What are we not accepting? How are we going to navigate this to like make sure that we build that foundation so that our son can do the same for his. You know what I mean? Like there's no structural conversation or no no accountability as for what we are doing in order to get to where we're going for our lineage. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no thought process for the future it's just like we're living here we're doing this we're doing you know like it's just we're just doing shit I think <laughs> there's no a purpose lot of it behind is it our parents probably had this similar conversation and their parents probably had this similar conversation and nobody really came to any resolution especially I think true freedom is financial freedom you know that's the only way we can be free and once we achieve that goal that's when we can really think because we don't have any worries about bills or this Mm -hmm. that and the third I definitely get that I think a lot of it is another instance is that our parents are living through us. We usually do what our parents want. You know? Mm-hmm. Our parents aren't raising kids, they're raising adults. And depending on the parent, that can be a benefit or a detriment to the individual child mm-hmm. or, or whatever. You know? And we don't really get to think for ourselves or what we want to do, you know? A lot of cultures push, you got to be a doctor, you got to be a lawyer. And in India, the, the, the parents match the, the children with, you know, their friends' kids. Like, they don't really have a choice in the matter. And we can't really think for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I feel like I had both experiences where my mom is very much a free spirit and someone that's like, do your thing. As long as you get the education you need to do to get to where you need to go, fine, cool, whatever. Yeah. And on the other hand, my dad was just like, no, this is what we're doing. This is our family mission. This is how we're going to function. This is how what you're going to do in mm-hmm. order to be successful. This is blah, blah, blah. So if it's not on, if it wasn't on that level of planning or structure for how he wanted his family to function and be it just wasn't acceptable you know whereas my mom was completely different I think what was a challenge for me is that I had two different conflicting mindsets you Mm -hmm. know 
which is good and bad to an extent because it's good where you see that there are in life people that have different ways of thinking but as a family structure it's like okay what what do you want me to do do you want Mm -hmm. me to go left or go right (laughs) you know like so at the end of the day it was my father's you know decision that was his household so Mm -hmm. we would move in that direction but at the end of the day I knew if I decided to go left my mom will never disown me Mm -hmm. you know like so going to the original question what was the original question why is it common for fathers to not be in our community or I forget. Yeah, but I think yeah. the question is why isn't it you said why is it an, why why is it uncommon for black men not to be in the household? Pretty Something much. like that. Okay. But I think the conversation needs to be had. Why are we fucking in it and being with people that we don't see ourselves with in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that that's like we we like to have fun. We like to do stuff like that. But when it comes to the nitty gritty of it all, why aren't we walking with a mission in mind? Yes, have your fun. But at the end of the day, it's like, is it that cut and dry, though? But can it be like sometimes I feel like I mean. We have to be complicated people when it doesn't have to be that the, way. The average person, <laughs> to me, might go into a relationship with those intentions, but it doesn't always pan out that way, that way in the end. You know, I I don't know what my mother and my father was going through back in the day. You know, that those conversations were never had. I know that. It could have been a chance that they were in love. Uh, It could have been a chance that they planned a specific future, but at the the end of the the day, it didn't didn't pan out that way. It didn't pan out to be that way. You know? Uh, Yes. People often change, and I'm not the same person I was four years ago when you met me. No, you're not, and neither am I. But do I want to give up on you just because you pissed me off and you're not the same person I met? It it depends on the situation. It It depends on the situation. You know, maybe maybe that was too harsh of me to say, and maybe that wasn't the most logical comment. I mean, cut and dry, that would be idealistic, you know? That would be... That would be... A genius way to look at it, but people are emotional at the end of the day, and a lot of us don't know how to manage our emotions and put those emotions in a direction that works out best for us and our benefit. I love that you say that, because then my question is, why aren't we doing the work before we meet somebody like why aren't we working on why is (laughs) mental illness shunned upon in the black community why is why is it not okay for black boys to cry why Mm -hmm. does he have to suck it up and and we're not raising any punks Mm -hmm. we're just moving like the 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 idealisms and 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 structures that were put in back in the day are still prevalent now. Okay, so that's what I was trying to get out of you. Like, I feel like the question that we asked in the beginning 
has attachments, things that are attached to it, Mm -hmm. to where we've gotten to this point. Yes, slavery. Yes, all of this stuff. But there we we go through a lot of things, you know, as black people already. Mm -hmm. But you don't think they could be side effects? Absolutely. Absolutely. That bring us to the point of someone saying, you know what, I'm out. I can't. Mm -hmm. Because it's just too much on the shoulders or it's too much to think about or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just not on the surface like that mm-hmm. where it's simple, simple enough to answer that question. Perhaps there's so much baggage and so much damage that causes us to get from one point to another point of saying, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it works on, on both genders. You know, yeah. it works on both genders. You know, I, black men and, and, and fathers in general get a bad rap. I, I understand a lot of it is because of the things that we do as, as, as people. But at the same time, a lot of it is put upon us because we're supposed to be able to take it. You know, mm, yeah, and I, and I would argue the same for black women. I yeah. think that we are equally talked about as if we are the problem, mm-hmm. and I think it is just as equal that black men are also provided with that same language. Mm-hmm. But because we don't know and understand each each other enough, we don't realize that we're being treated the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's where that gap is that we need to bridge. It's like we're going through the same stuff together. So why can't, you know, why can't it be a conversation of us healing ourselves? Yeah. Perhaps at the same time or with each other or relating to one another because it's not like we have different issues. It's just that we're different sexes, you know? So we process and analyze and internalize things differently from one another. Mm -hmm. But it's the same struggle. Yeah. Yeah. We never stop struggling together. It's just we are made to think that it's not similar. It's it's it, it's <laughs> it's it's interesting because a lot more millennials, black millennials, are open to having conversations or going to therapy and yeah. um, disowning toxic traits Mm -hmm. you know and realizing what toxicity is Mm -hmm. and i think that can be a great help i'm not saying all of us are becoming going to this totally awakening but a good part of us are you know a good a, a good majority of black fathers are in the household Absolutely. You know, when I was growing up, I seen a lot of strong black fathers within Absolutely. my peers. And, yeah. And who, and who hasn't? Or even community. or even even if a kid, a black kid or a black, uh, a black boy or a black girl doesn't have a father, there were always these father figures, father figures, yeah. you know, Absolutely. whether it's like football or Absolutely. karate or, you know, teachers, professors, mm-hmm. whatever. There were always these father figures, you know, I always had professors or teachers or, you know, my karate teacher just looking out for me. Absolutely. And sometimes people just know, just sometimes people notice that 
there's something missing and mm-hmm. they have to assume this role in this sense or, you know, try to help out. Absolutely. Did and you feel like, though, it was the same? It, it, it's similar and you it's had those similar, wrong, but, but did you feel still like that void was filled? If it's like not taking a really hard punch, it's like the punch is it's not as hard as it was. Yeah. You know, you're still getting hit, but it's not as hard. You got people that are showing up for you. When you, you know what them. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, granddad. Granddad. It's, it's been a lot of people there for me personally that took that interest in me, which was very helpful, which mm-hmm. was, which is why. And it's not just like black people. It's white folks. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of different ethnicities took interest in me, which is why I believe mm-hmm. that. I grew up extremely eclectic and 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 welcoming of like all different mm-hmm. personalities and and walks of life, mm-hmm. you know. And like the the old proverb, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a village. Even if the parents are there, it still takes a village. Yeah, I talk so much about feeling this pain and this hurt, but. Ever since I was 11, I've always had a dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like understanding, too. I wanted to go back to what you are talking about, about us undoing toxicities or, like, patterns. I didn't realize until I got into a relationship with you how, to- like, how damaged I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm a, you know, I'm not a bad person or anything like that, but there's so many things that I feel like have hurt me that I haven't been able to heal from. Mm-hmm. And it's like projecting those situations on you when I don't intentionally mean to, but it's like there are certain things coming out of me and I'm in the realization that, oh shit, like I have work to do as a, as a person, as an individual. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, not, it's not stuff that I can do overnight. Like I'm conscious of the things that I do, but it's like it's... It's it's difficult to break those barriers and difficult mm-hmm. to break the quote unquote generational curse. Mm-hmm. It's not even generational, but it's just like a habit that had that I, I developed prior to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think is the effect of not having. not having an understanding of my family dynamic and why there wasn't somebody in the household. Mm. So I guess that's going back to, to, to the question of why is it uncommon, but I think the main reason is if there is a child in the life, I believe that both parents should make it an obligation mm. to be present. Because things that are not spoken are seen, and things that are seen but not spoken are affecting that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that there are a lot of things that broke me, even though no one was speaking about it, um, that are affecting me as an, an adult, to, to be a functional adult. And I'm, like, trying to quickly eliminate those things <laughs> as best as I can so I don't project that onto my partner or my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I uh deal with that 
in a similar way. Mm. You know, um, shoot, before we became parents, before I was a father, I would numb myself, like consciously numb myself to life and situations. Elaborate. Okay. Um, there was a lot of self-medication, self-medicating. There was a lot of, like, in past relationships, if we had a disagreement, whether it's big or small, I'm like, okay, fuck it, whatever. And it's done. It's done. Mm -hmm. You know, see see you next lifetime. Um, I do understand why... I bottle a lot of stuff up because I wasn't able to speak up for myself in a lot of different situations. You were just talking about this the other day, how I would just like excuse myself from um, negative situations because that's what I would that's what I would do as a, mm-hmm. a kid or a teen growing up. I would just roll out and not think about that. Yeah. Which is like numbing me from the situation, which mm-hmm. is me not facing the problem head on, you know. And I'm not sure if a lot of black men without fathers go through similar situations or felt those similar situations and react in the same manner. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. What if what if these men or men who are raised by mothers who have to go to work and they're stressed out and they have to basically the mothers have to carry the world on their shoulders. They don't have enough mental capacity or or, or emotions to give to that child. Mm-hmm. So if the child does one thing wrong, the mother just lashes out or spanks or beats or whatever, and that changes the child's dynamic. That changes the child's view of what women are and how women love that child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... If that is beaten in their subconscious, if they don't truly love their mother or their father wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. why on earth would they love a spouse or a girlfriend or a wife or a child? You know, what if the father is abusive? You know, why would a child or if their father is abusive and that child grows up and I'm not saying this is an excuse, but they end up having a child or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't want to repeat those cycles. So they excuse themselves from from the relationship or are excused by the partner. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like it's, it's not. That doesn't justify it, but 
I'm just trying to think of the psychology of Absolutely. different situations. Absolutely. And and that's something to think about. Yeah. Because in my situation and scenario, there has to have been a reason, you know, mm-hmm. that I didn't have a, 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 a parent in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the full story. I don't know what went down, but knowing my mother's nature mm. and knowing that she was so ahead of her own age at the time that she had me, which was significantly young for someone to have a child, um, there must have been a reason, mm. you know? And I also think as an adult that's trying to be wholesome and okay with who I am, mm-hmm. Just understanding that my mother is a human being and my father is a human being and my biological father is a human being and to be sympathetic towards that situation. Mm -hmm. It took me a very long time not to be angry with my situation because I felt like I wasn't a full individual. And we're, they say you're an adult at 18. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't drink until you're 21, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you're really mentally developed until you're like like 25. You know what I mean? I'm 30. Mm -hmm. I've only been an adult for five years, basically. My my brain has only developed to maturity for five years. That's not a long time at all. It's not. And... I think it's similar to a lot of other adults. Some people have to grow up early. Some people have to make decisions early. But for, some people don't get it until they're fifty. Like you, they, yeah. It just depends. It depends on the situation, but mentally, the psychology about it is that, like your mom's is still young. She's forty. You know, she's only been an adult for like, what is it, 20 years? 40 plus, what I'm not going to disclose. You know, (laughs) like 20, less than 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that's really not a long time. We're pretty much in the same generation. You know what I mean? You know. And I'm pretty sure she's still trying to figure adulting out. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's what I'm saying as an an adult now. I understand, like I... There's a level of understanding and sympathy and empathy mm. that I am realizing I have to open myself to and understand that people have stories and the world does not revolve around me. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a story. We all go through stuff and there are reasons for certain situations. Yeah. I'm still angry, but it doesn't justify me to write anybody's story for them mm-hmm. or try to project my heart onto them. I'm an adult. You know, I'm an adult now. Like, it's nobody's fault by myself at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's nobody's responsibility to fix me but me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think that's the buzzword for today, accountability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Accountability is is definitely necessary when it comes to this adulting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And um I th- I think everyone 
should hold themselves accountable Mm -hmm. because a lot of the choices we've made or we're going to make are going to affect the world as a whole. You know? Yes, and we also have a son. I think that the things that we do, whether we like it or not, he's watching us. He's definitely watching us. And he's us. listening. And what and he's you know what I'm afraid of is I don't want to mold him in our image. I want him to have his own his own image. Mm-hmm. You know, still give him the tools and the principles and, you know, the ways to to mold your own image. But I don't want to clip his wings, you know. I don't want to, I don't want him to be a doctor because I said be a doctor, mm-hmm. you know. Here are the things that I want him to have. Mm. I know what we don't want, but I want him to be able to correct somebody if they pronounce his name incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him to be able to hold his head up high in a room and not feel like he is inferior, underrepresented, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I want him to walk into the world and be like, this is me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, get out of my face. You yeah. know? But other than that, I want him to be righteous. I want him to be honorable. And I want him to represent us as a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? When he shows up into the world, I think that he shouldn't be shot, like afraid to be his true self. Mm -hmm. So raising him so that he is able to survive in a crazy jungle (laughs) (laughs) called the world, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So what do you think us as a community need to improve upon in order to better our circumstances with fatherless households or motherless households or Mm. things along those lines. If you got a responsibility, take care of it. And if you can't, see how you can be supportive. Mm -hmm. See how you can Put the argument aside and figure out the problem. Mm-hmm. Find a solution to that problem. And make sure your child is not feeding off of that energy. Yeah. Make sure that it's not about you or your issues, but about the persons whose life you've brought into the world. Mm-hmm. That's as simply as I could put it. How about you? buzzword accountability yeah you know we are all responsible for our actions every decision we make creates our reality so if we want to create a better reality for ourselves make better decisions yeah that's that's it right there (laughs) that's it cool all right guys this is the third episode of season two uh we really appreciate you guys coming out to listen to us and we enjoy having you listen to us banter about random topics. And um, thank you again. Uh, thank you again, gang. So have a good one. Thank you. Peace. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. 
Accountability breeds responsibility. Stephen Covey. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and have a great day, people. Peace.